Hi, this is Naked Comedy, and this week we are here with Eugene Merman. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Um, little lack of sleep, but making it work, making it awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Uh, let's start right on in. I want to ask this because I know you've already talked about it a lot. So I want to get it out of the way to begin with. Um, you went to Hampshire College where you were able to make your own um, major? Yes, that's totally true. And I designed my own major of comedy. Everybody at Hampshire designs their own major, so that part isn't as, as odd. Um, but I, yeah, I did a one-hour stand-up act as my thesis and did papers in like physiology of laughter for science and you know, Lenny Bruce for social science and then took like acting and writing and history classes and stuff. See, that's that's so awesome to me. Like not not only just because it's like a cool major, but because I'm a film student here at UCI and not to knock them at all. They're doing a bang up job, but they definitely follow that like old idea that, you know, comedy is kind of like the lesser form of like any kind of performance art. And it's kind of like I've definitely been trying to fight that here. So I think it's really cool that you were actually able to make like something legitimate out of it. It's sure. Really cool. I mean, it doesn't mean that people didn't think of it as a crazy thing or lesser art. It's just that they let, let me do it. Yeah. You know, lots of people let people make mistakes, <laughs> except for I would argue that it wasn't a mistake necessarily. Well, so what were some of the like you said that you read a bunch of books on like comedy theory? Like what were some of the things that you found? I, I threw I destroyed all of it. Um, <laughs> I vaguely remember i mean there was somebody who i think like this uh i think predated even darwin <laughs> i read um there was just a lot of random things i mean i remember some of the theories they're all vaguely you know whatever you'd you'd sort of expect like humor can be this or that or this thing um uh, I, 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 I sort of forget most of it, but mm -hmm. a lot of it has to do with social dynamics and power and, and laughing. I just think it's, I, I don't know, I'm just really uh, impressed, I don't know, impressed or amazed or just, it makes me happy to know that that's possible, that you can like legitimize it, it and I, we will continue to make the fight for comedy. Yes, absolutely. And in fact, uh, you know, a lot, at the time that I did the major, it seemed very silly because I wasn't doing something practical like poetry or playwriting. <laughs> and, you know, but then as, as time went on and I actually used the major I had for a liberal arts education as my career, it then became sort of funny that what I did actually was very practical. Yeah, definitely. And especially because the comedy scene, it's kind of evolving, that has been evolving over, you know, the last like not even 10 years, like five or so years, is like very intellectual. And I think that it's definitely like something that you could now argue, like, you know, there are current examples of like why it's not a lower art form. It's not like, because like the new comedy that's kind of evolving, the scene that you're kind of part of, you know, in New York yeah, and we're in all LA. A bunch stuff. Of smarty yeah, so you can call the sure. shots. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't argue that it was a lower art form, but I'm not sure that, I guess people maybe tease comedy. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'm just bitter because I've heard it so much here, and I'm just like, no, it's not. Right. Listen to me. I don't hear it that much because um, I'm a comedian in New York. <laughs> I was going to ask you, um, you've, been in, you've been based in New York most all of your career, correct? Most all of it. I have been based most all of it. Most but, all um, of it. <laughs> I, I originally started in, well, I originally started in college and then lived in Boston mm -hmm. for several years where I did comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, a majority of my time now has been spent in New York, but, you know, 
um, a lot of the sort of development and sort of what I became was sort of through Boston and also in college. Mm. Well, do you feel that um, do you feel that there's anything that particularly defines, um, let's just say, like the New England area comedy, like New York, Boston area? Um, East Coast. East Coast. I guess I guess you could call the whole coast. I don't know if you Florida comedy. Northeast, if, that's, like if that makes you feel better. Northeast. <laughs> Is there something that you'd say defines like the northeastern style of comedy stand up? I wish I could say yes and be like, well, everybody has dark hair out here. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, a lot of the people end up spreading out, you know, like a lot of the people that I started with live here or in L.A. Um, I I don't know if anything particularly, I, I think that each, you know, sort of the people that I work with and start with, you could maybe um say that there's like a certain sensibility that we all have mm-hmm. but i don't know that it differs between like here in la yeah or boston in seattle as much as it's uh maybe just different styles yeah. i don't know i was trying to think of that because <clears throat> we're i'm based mo- i'm based mostly in la since irvine's you know a jump skipping a hop away mm-hmm. and um whenever i listen to i listen to a bunch of comedy whenever i listen to somebody from new york or that general vicinity there's something about it um i i want to say it like the basic way i can say it is it sounds quote-unquote like cooler but but not in the like you're trying to get me to say that new york comedy is cooler than other comedy you're not gonna succeed no 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 no. i have to justify this though because i don't want to sound like a blathering idiot no I, i can't tell if it sounds cooler to me just because i'm so used to here in la where Everything here's you know so like big and loud and about like big production stuff that right. inevitably a lot of the comedians that have grown and melded out of here have that kind of essence to them. You know what I mean? Like Patton and PFT, they're all kind of, rah, but like in a good way. But there's that right. like oh, you little mean difference. That they're sort of more energetic in a certain sense. I, I don't know. I, guess. I mean, but and you would say then David Cross isn't it like. I mean, David Cross is probably more, like, energetic on stage than, like, Paul F. Tompkins, so I don't yeah. know. Um, uh, and Zach, I guess. Is, a lot of these people, though, are, for, like, Paul lives here now, yeah. you know, where he does Best Week Ever. So I yeah. think a lot of people, you know, end up being in both places. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know the comedy that of everyone, I mean, it's that, that I do is, super cool <laughs> catch you off guard describe no. comedy to me in one um, sentence so i yeah i don't know i mean i i, I yeah i don't know what the difference is between the two so. <laughs> i just wasn't sure if maybe like you had felt a difference when you like go traveling because i know you've, you've been on different tours um you know with comedy other comedians and like with musicians and stuff so i wasn't sure if maybe what i found is that there's an east village everywhere mm-hmm. that there are uh lonely disenfranchised uh teens and 20 something <laughs> in every city and you know the goal is to find the city with the most of them or to <laughs> let the most of them know but that's sort of like you know you can find an east village everywhere mm-hmm. and you can find a bunch of people who are like you know frustrated uh painters and businessmen <laughs> you just have to search it out when or you out. have to just uh blog about it, blog and, then, about it. and then they'll come to you <laughs> now with the internet you can reach all those people much easier definitely okay well i do have a question regarding your new book the wheel to whatevs sure um you're currently on a book tour i just finished the book tour i just returned after uh 
a few weeks uh, traveling and reading and telling people about my book. Very cool. All right. So here, very clear, direct sure. question. Let's go. How is doing a book tour compared, like, how do you compare it to doing, like, a comedy or music tour? Go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say that a book tour is different because a book tour is in, inside bookstores. <laughs> and um, I'm basically I do a little presentation and then read a little bit from my book and then do a Q&A. Um, and uh, then then sort of sign books, which is very different from like putting on a whole like hour long show. And um, but but it was very fun. I had a great time. It, it was very sort of low key, and um, you know uh, it was a lot of fun. Other than the sort of traveling every day, <laughs> it turns out it's a little tiring to fly every single day uh. somewhere and then read from your own book. <laughs> well, did you meet any like particularly interesting like fans on your tour? Anybody? Um, I, it turns out that when you go to a city, and these weren't fans particularly, but every bookstore has a crazy person. <laughs> um, and, 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 and the bookstore is aware, like at the end of several readings, people would be like, I see you met Samantha, <laughs> you know, or whatever their name was. And, uh, you know, there was one lady who had, who, who sort of uh, talked or, or asked questions throughout my reading in Seattle. And... The, the store afterwards was like, oh, yeah, we had kicked her out for scalping free tickets to, like, Stephen King or something. <laughs> like, she had tried to sell tickets to a free book reading to people. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think that that was I – I didn't meet, like, a lot of – you know, I feel like a lot of the people I've met, like, fans are, are generally, you know, very polite, uh, pleasant oddballs, mm -hmm. as sort of I am. So it all, it all works out well. Let's yeah. That's good to hear. And like it wasn't it wasn't one of those things where like Barnes and Noble or maybe we'll bleep that out. I don't know if they're gonna get offended. Arns and Bobo got really mad at you for like like it wasn't like you need to sit here and be very professional and read your book and then sign. It was like No, no, no. Everybody for I did actually mostly independent bookstores and I did one Barnes and Noble, but they were very nice. I mean you know, they have, like, I think before me, they had, like, Nikki Six or something from Motley Crue read. I mean, I don't know what you're going to tell him to do other than to not do heroin. Um, <laughs> and I but, guess you're like, kind of less uh, of it. No, everybody was super nice. And, you know, uh, there were some stores that were, you know, particularly great, like Brookline Booksmith in mm. Boston was was maybe the, the sort of the, the awesomest of all of them. Mm. But um, But they were all really good, and it was all very friendly and fun. Well, that's cool. I was just thinking that it's definitely, like, whatever you do is probably nothing in comparison to, like, the craze that can come from, like, the Harry Potter things. Those are no, probably... I don't, I don't think I have created yet an <laughs> international hit. Maybe if you could, like, maybe next book you'll, maybe, like, a costume. Think of, like, like the cover, you'll be in a costume, and then everybody has to come in that costume. Then maybe, maybe. The if I create rules, then, yeah, it will be a hit. <laughs> It'll be amazing. We recently at the studio got the Invite Them Up album, and everybody here has heard it, and they're really big fans. And so what is the story on that? On the record? Um, um, first, yeah. First, or on Invite Them Up in general. I'll uh, answer yeah. both. Yeah, both. <laughs> For six years, uh, Bobby Tisdale and I did a show in New York City's East Village at a place called Rafifi, which is now closed. Mm -hmm. In the middle of that sort of run, we pitched to Comedy Central um, that we would do a compilation, and, uh, and and that's what we did. We recorded uh, several nights, and it actually was supposed to be sort of shorter and a little edited, so it's mm -hmm. a little bit like of a long album. Mm -hmm. 
well, it was supposed to be two CDs and became, I think, three with a, with a DVD, which, yeah. is, which is in a sense a lot. But on the other hand, to all of us, it was this very exciting little uh, sliver in time. So though some of the stuff is, you know, fantastic and works and some doesn't work as well, it's sort of this incredible time capsule of New York at a certain period of time. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I really like about it, because um, it kind of reminded me, like, over here in the, on the West Coast, like, uh, Comedy Central also released the CDR, like, the L.A. Yeah. almost version. And it's really cool because both of them give you, like, just like you said, like, vi- like, views of what it was like. And I know a lot of times comedians are might be worried that, like, what they do won't translate to audio. But I think whoever's buying these CDs, like, fans, you know, like me and stuff, we we listen to like everything that's going on there so even if it's like something visual goes on like it translates to me <laughs> well thank you that's very nice and so um so now the theater closed is that um the end of invite them up um yeah i mean the yeah it's now i think a store you're kind uh, of like getting more out into tv and that kind of we, world recently actually, how's that been affecting actually, you right now, do you feel about, like you're dealing uh, with like tv fame or being spotted in the street or any of that craziness i, I guess but well, i think that i've always i guess at least it was captured on cd like it wasn't just lost we still do it sometimes but bobby and i did it i don't know i mean it's all been very gradual for me and we've done it here once or twice so yeah and a lot of it is that i just work on a lot of the that's good. It's good to know the that it's going to keep doing, coming it's back. Like people like Flight of the Concords, they wrote me in. They asked me to do it. You know, same with John Glazer. He put me in Delocated because he wanted me to do it. Um, so a lot of the TV stuff I'm doing is similar to like either the book that I just did or, you know, a CD or something. It's like projects with people I like that I enjoy sort of working on. Well, that's good to know. And it's it's definitely shows and, and all these kind of things that are coming out. But especially in Delocated, I really like how... Most of the humor from that show is just derived from, like, the relationships that the characters have that seem like, like, not even just, like, the characters, but, like, the people themselves. Like, everybody just kind of, like, meshes together very well. Yeah. So where are you performing now if, um... I have a weekly show in Brooklyn at Union Hall called Tearing the Veil of Maya that I do with, um, this this woman, Julie Smith, that I work with books. Mm -hmm. And Michael Showalter does it with me most of the time. And then we have just different guests and stuff. Cool. And how, like, uh, so how long has that been going on? Like two years or so. Very cool. It's glad to know. There's like, it's cool how like a lot of these, a lot of you guys, um, you alternative comedians, <laughs> no matter like what kind of TV stuff or other things you're doing, like you still just want to, perf- like you still want to perform. And that's really yeah. cool. Like you're not, I haven't talked to one comedian that's just like, ugh. Like, you still like it, which is really nice. Yes, and I especially like it in a small place that fits like 100, 150 people where, you know, you can sort of try new things out and tell stories and and it's very, um, you know, low-key. It's sort of how I started and it's sort of what I enjoy a lot. Very cool. I was looking on your Wikipedia and, you know, Wikipedia, quote-unquote, can be legitimate or not, but it did mention that you might have a CD coming out this year. Is there any... Truth That's true. I recorded something in November and will probably come out this summer. Oh, cool. Is there, um, can you tell us anything about it? Like if you have a certain theme or anything like that? No, there's, uh, uh, I talk about an experience I had that, uh, with Delta Airlines, who <laughs> I hate. Um, but no, there isn't necessarily a theme or experience. Well, we will be excited waiting for it now. Thank you. With barely any information. <laughs> thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us sure over thing. here. No problem. Thank you very much for interviewing me. No problem.
um, then I will see you. Well, not see you. You're way far away. I will hear you in the future. Yes. <laughs> I look forward to you hearing me in the future. <laughs> All right. Thanks a okay. lot. Bye-bye.